Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Disc Golf Party Card Sports. My boy Nate, right here on the mic. Your boys are back at it again with another week of the Disc Golf Podcast. Pretty good week for disc, well, pretty boring week for pro disc golf. Silver Series week. But a pretty solid week for party card players, I think. Oh, it was great for us. Yeah, I mean... I took down a small C tier, flex C tier, played really well. You had your I came in right behind you. Right behind, right behind me at tying for a second in the little flex C tier. Our one of our female players, Kelsey, took home a dub and an A tier in Monkey Island. Monkey Island champion. What a great Good for her. Good real I, good play. You know, honestly, I think it was only a bad week for one of us. Well, some of the other guys had some really Rough days in the whole weekend. I forgot about the whole Oklahoma experience. Yeah. Old Norman playing tricks on the boys. But all in all, we had some winners. We had some losers. But as a team. Some losers bigger than others. As a team, I think we did pretty good, especially with Kelsey just kind of showing up, taking down a big A tier. Who cares that it was That's impressive. It's still an A tier. That's impressive for anybody. And she got in off the wait list, shows up, and just wins it. Wins it, yeah. She's like, yeah, no big deal. Without her caddy, that slept in. Yeah, what's up with that, man? What a guy. Sleeping in caddies. But other than that, you know, I was happy with the way I played. I think you were happy with the way you played. Uh, I, I definitely didn't, you know, go crazy by any means. No. I mean, it was, it was your first advanced, yeah. you know, quote-unquote tournament. Yeah, quote-unquote. Uh, I didn't go crazy. I, I, I played my game. I, I played relatively safe as well. Which is why you won by so many strokes. It was a pretty die course. Also, probably why I didn't lose. You know, it, it goes hand in hand with right. that. Uh, but I, I, I felt confident about it. I mean, the rating didn't necessarily show how well I thought I played. Well, I, I ruined that for you guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's okay. It's okay because I got, I got more points from the, the, the Sunday tournament where I thought I played abysmal. So that makes up for it. You know. I got a better rating in that somehow. Yeah, we played the the new, the new ish West layout for Clap. It's I've already talked to the old man himself. Some things are definitely being tweaked and changed on that layout. Here's the thing: I was extremely pissed off afterwards. You know, to the point where I was like, I, I hate this, yada yada yada. And then I went home. I got away from all the negativity. I got away from the shop. Thought about it. Slept on it a bit. I don't think it's as bad as originally I portrayed it to be do, do you in like, the moment. Do you like it better than the, the original West layout? I think there's more opportunities. I wouldn't say there's more opportunities. I like the whole designs better, but the first four holes, the way we played it the other day, I don't think... Those front six holes are going to change too much. But I think from what I have been kind of informed of, that whole eight and nine are going to change from what we played. Yes, of course. But, and I, that was already in the plans. Right. But due to constraints and some other things, you know, he kind of just had to made up seven, eight, Which nine. Which is fine. Right. But the way holes one through, f- one through four kind of play is that hole one, it's a tough get. Not terrible, though. I, it's, I mean, it's not I, terrible, but it's, it's a, a tough, tough get. It's a tough birdie. Yeah. For sure. Hole two. What I don't like about hole one and two is that they're very similar shots. 
low ceiling, you know, about Except 80. for in that wind. In well, that wind, it was awful. Well, I'm I'm neglecting the wind. But yes, but, low ceiling right off the back. Yeah. I mean, they're very similar shots, very similar Straight. distances. Back-to-back holes. That's what I really don't like about how the course starts. Is Low that ceiling, straight shots. You, you have two shots that are very similar back-to-back off the tee. Yeah. But Hol- you, I mean, you can, you can get some air under it after um, that first, like, what, 80 to 100 feet. Yeah. But it's just, it's just the shot shape and design of the hole is just too similar. That's what, what I don't like. What about. I'll say about the first I, – I, I would even extend it. What I would say about the first four holes in particular is – you have to keep the disc low-ish and hit your and hit your gaps. And you're hitting a gap roughly a hundred to even further down the way, two hundred feet. You have to hit your area. But but I think you and I would both agree that the new West layout, the first four holes, and the old West the old West layout, the first three ish holes basically, four holes. You just want to get par and get out of there. You, par and get out. Because they're tough gets for amateur players. Yes. For for pro players and, and really high end advanced players, I think you I think know, if you have there's all birdie the t- opportunity, but I, it's very tough. I think if you have all the tools in your bag, there's birdie opportunities in the first four. But if you are uh, anyone that's lacking a flick, lacking any any type of like little utility tool, you know what I'm talking about? Like right. little these little things that pros have they're just tough gets. you you might as well just, just put it in your head get a three and get move a on. three and move on and then after that you can get your you can get your birdie on the par five six is gettable seven's gettable after eight nine change who knows ten is still a tough four and then after uh, the that back, the back nine's the same it just don't blow up on yourself on those holes i mean they did change 17 a little bit you you're now shooting more of a tunnel to tunnel hyzer but that's that's really it. But uh yeah, I just kind of want to touch on that and give get a quick, you know, review of what you thought about it. I will say that I think two can be gettable. Out of out of the front four that you were talking about, I think two, even to an amateur, can be gettable depending on wind. We were playing in probably twenty-ish mile an hour wind, depending and then also depending on gusts. Uh and that made it almost impossible because it, it, you the route you'd have to take would be wicked uh wide hyzer and you'd have to pray that you can get around the trees and just bump. For, just for it to get bumped and pushed and other than that you have to go under the trees and then by the time you go under those trees you would you'd have to glide so far and that's not going to happen in that wind but outside of wind i feel like you could get to that hole if you're an am that's the only change or the only thing different, I would say, for you. But everything else you said, exactly spot on. I think hole one's more gettable than hole two. I just, can see that. Just the way that hole two, once it cresses that sidewalk and it plays down in that valley, the what air is, the air can get sucked right yeah. out from under the disc and just go straight to the ground. That's why I was saying you could do the high hyzer over the top. I mean, not not a lot of amps have a... Because that, that plays, I, I think what, it ranges... Like 320, at, 340? <laughs> no, both those, both those holes play 400. No, I ranged both of those holes that morning. Hole one played four hundred, yeah, four fifteen. I was just gonna say hole one was like three fifty. No, hole one was like four fifteen. Hole two was like four twelve. I think. I think I was pin high on hole one. You Still definitely left. were not pin high. Eh, the way I remember it, I was pin high. You were definitely not pin high. I was the only three on that card too. The only par. Uh, Harp also had a three on that. No one cares. I'm just letting you know. Anyways, 
So that wraps up our weekend. You know, some good, some bad. The pros had the Texas States, a silver series. The MPO field was quite lackluster. Yeah, I would definitely say. I mean, Calvin just showed up and did Calvin things. He showed why, I think, in my opinion, Calvin right now is number one in the world. Calvin is the best disc golfer playing right now. His consistency, his abilities to throw the disc, make putts, make up shots. He's playing at the highest level of disc golf right now. I would say Calvin is the best non-established superstar, if that makes sense. I have. What do you mean by non-established? You mean like not having a world? No, no, no. I, I, I would say, so your biggest names in disc golf, right? You got Paul, Ricky, Simon, Eagle, I would say not Simon or Eagle. S-tier, S-tier guys. I mean, I definitely wouldn't say Calvin is... Calvin's not S-tier, only because he doesn't have a Worlds. Yes. But he's definitely right there on the verge. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying... And in fact, you're bringing me into my next point of... I think this shows, and earlier tournaments this year have already shown that Calvin is the odds-on favorite right now. And my personal pick so far to win one of those majors this year, a Worlds, a U.S. Open, something big. So you think he's going to win Worlds, USDGC? I didn't say he went all of them. I'm saying he. I or. think he wins one of them. I think, I think he's on streak right now, the way he's been playing, to win a world. So. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, basically, he just... From hole one of the tournament, he just kind of owns it. And I mean, Joel Freeman tried to make a push, but it just, it just wasn't enough. I mean, Calvin Heimberg even gave Freeman chances as Heimberg bogeyed a few times on the front nine in the final round. And Freeman couldn't capitalize after that. Heimberg pretty much just said, hold my beer on the back nine and just kind of coasted in with, with birdies. He coasted in with birdies. Yeah. I, uh, I actually like the way Anthony Burley played, especially after after the first round. Uh, in the first round, he, he only shot a 58, but then he came back hot with a 50 round. Obviously, Calvin also shot a 50 round. and then, Turns out he's pretty good. Yeah. And then, basically, Anthony Burley's like, I'm coming for you. And then he did Calvin what, said no. He, he did what AB always does. He, he gives himself a chance and then shits down his leg. Yeah. Even though... He didn't shoot bad. He shot a 54, but Calvin shot a 53. So did he what take, are you going to do? Did AB take solo second or tied second? Tied second with Joel Freeman. With Freeman. But Freeman Freeman shot a better first round. Not as good second. Not as good third. Right. So, I mean, we kind of touched on this last week that Paul was not going to be playing in this because uh, split he split his finger. Ricky's not playing in it because his wrist. He needs to get more healthy. Who, Ricky? Yeah. Agreed. I, I think it's... I think it's going to be a while till we see Ricky again. Yeah, because when he went in, it was bad. Yeah. Any anytime you have to DNF in a tournament, it's pretty mm, bad. Sometimes you just DNF. Just not DNF. when you're not when you're <laughs> not a when pro, you're a pro. Not huh? When you're a pro, pro. But, we we see some of the pros around here do it, but we're talking about pro pros. Pro pros. The real touring, the real ones. touring pros do not do that unless it's necessary. Because if they did, they'd get in trouble. Turns out when you're getting paid to play. You, know, you actually have to play. Yeah, turns out. But just because Paul and Ricky weren't there doesn't mean that, although this was a silver series, not an elite series, 
Silver Series this year for the Pro Tour are worth double the points they were last year. So there were still big names. Gannon Bird was there, did not shoot very well. Gary Gurthy was there, did not shoot very well. Greg Barsby was there, didn't shoot very well. And then Ezra and Brody Smith were also there. I believe Brody Smith had a top 10 finish, but all in all, did not have a very good outing. What are you? What are you looking at there? Why wouldn't? Why do you think Brody Smith didn't have a good outing? What did, What did he finish? He finished tenth. That's what I said. A, a, a top ten, but I mean, he didn't have like for a silver for, series. For me, I feel like that's a good for Brody. For, for me, for Brody, or say that one more time. I feel like that's a good In, finish for Brody. Okay, that's not what you said, but okay. I feel like a top ten is good for him. A top 10 in Elite Series, absolutely good for him. A top 10 in Elite Series? Or in a Silver Series? I think it's no. good either way. No. Because in my opinion, that's playing above his skill level. Moving on. And I like Brody. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Brody's okay. Did you see something that he, I think that he posted on his Instagram about making an ultimate comeback? Yeah, he's just joking. He I think was, I think he should go back to ultimate. Honestly, his I'm knees can't hack it. I'm tired of seeing him in disc golf already. His form <laughs> looks so fucking ugly, I can't stand it. Oh man, they don't get you know, I may not side with him on certain things when it comes to Paul, but he's not that bad of a dude. Dude, he's just so ugly to watch. Throw the disc. <laughs> I mean, he came up with the scuba. So what? Dude, he looks like a fucking robot trying to throw a damn disc oh, down the geez. fairway. Here we go again. FPO division. We have Sahai Nada taking her first Pro Tour win of of her career. Her good, first, good for her. Good for her. Beat the number one woman in the world right now, Kristen Tatar, who she did struggle. She tried to make a push late, kind of failed, and Anada just shot really clean, really well all three rounds. Shot really consistent. Anada uh, has cashed in every single Pro Tour event this year so far. And now, although a Silver Series still takes home her first career Pro Tour win. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And she looked good, too. We, we watched some of that coverage. Yeah. And, and after, I think you left. Well, you might have watched a little bit of it, but I think you left on Sunday, and we watched some of that round, and she was throwing the disc really well. Yeah. Um. Another, uh, we, could, we could talk about Chris Tatar to the cows come home. Yeah, we, we can. We've already, Nate especially has told you how good she he thinks she is, uh, and disc golf. But uh, I, I think a big thing is Owen Scroggins, also podium finish. Yeah, another podium finish. Uh, Having think, a great season. Yeah, I think she has just two non-podium finishes. I think it's only one. I think she's got two, but I think it's only one of those two are a pro tour. Yeah. So she's been really consistent, really solid at the start of the season. I think she has the best putter in FPO. Right now, absolutely. And she had an ace in, in round one. Yes, she did. How the hell she got a G-Star Destroyer to skip? I, I will not understand. There's this thing called arm speeds, and they're all different. But it's G-Star. <laughs> it's soft. Soft plastic doesn't skip. Or at least it's not that supposed to. That is not to. true. That is not true. I get my soft mid-range to skip all the time. Up? Yes. You're so full of shit. I'm not. 
I skip my I skip my overstable gummy mid range all the time. I've never seen my recluse skips a lot. Okay, your gummy recluse is not as soft as that G Star Destroyer. I can talk to it, and it's just fine. Stop. And I've never seen that skip up basket height. Your recluse. I had a throw in skip in with a recluse. I wasn't there. I didn't see that. I don't. You're impossible. Any, anyhow, soft plastic can skip. Owen Scroggins played great. Had a solid tournament all the way around. No Paige Pierce. No Paige Pierce. Uh, I don't think she really thinks that she needs to show up to these Silver Series. Yeah, I mean, with it being worth more points this year, I'm surprised that she's not there, especially it being in Texas, her home state. So I her I do, home state quotation marks. That's where she's from is Texas. So I'm I am surprised that she did not play in a Texas state, especially. I mean, I think last year with Texas states was an elite series, and she did, I believe, win it last year. But for her not to be playing just because it's Silver Series. Mm, Maybe. And next week, there's absolutely nothing going on for the Pro Tour this and, weekend. And that's probably why you got you, you saw people taking it off, too, like Paige. Just, take, or, or just even, take some time off. I mean, even like Ricky. And Ricky's hurt, obviously, so that, that gives him two two whole weeks more to recover. Paul gives Paul more a little more time. Well, uh, Paul's playing he, at another course this week. Yeah, Eagle. Eagle didn't play. Oh. Uh. Did he not? Nope. I, oh. I didn't see him anywhere on this board. He, yeah, Eagle didn't play. So he, he was out this week. Uh, I didn't I didn't see Simon's name anywhere. I don't think Simon played. I, I think all of them guys just took a two-week two week hiatus. Tatar, uh, right after this tournament, went home across the the pond. Did she? Yeah. She, she posted that on oh. social media. Went home for... She said for two weeks because they're like you said. There's nothing going yeah, on, so I'm 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 just maybe they're taking an early vacation to jump into the big push that is the summer tour. Yeah, cause the next the next event is let's see the the 28th when we're in GBO is Jonesboro. So the week before that, I think is Music City Open in Tennessee. So they got a couple weeks for that. We'll touch on that, you know, a little bit later. It's it's gonna be a huge. And, and it doesn't slow down. Like it, it's going to be back to back to back to back weeks for a long time. Right. I think. I think there's one week in there between an elite series and a pro tour where there's a major. So this is their first chance to like take some time off, reflect on how the beginning of the season started, and then well, jump fix, into the fix what's broken and then get in it. Yeah. Then jump into the actual season, preseason, as it were. As, and we're about to get into yeah, the I mean, real season. Honestly, I would agree with saying that this has been preseason. Mm. Vegas, uh, all the Texas tournaments, all kind of like a let's see what's go, let's see who's hot right now. Let's see what I need to fix. Whatever. There's some FPO players that need to fix like Circle One putts. <laughs> I don't know if you saw some highlights of that. Oh, Wendelina, but just uh, struggle bus. But you yeah, know, just. Things like that that need to be fixed, worked on, let focused the, on. Let the weather warm up a little bit here in late April, or, mid-April. Or if people are still hurt at the beginning of the season, good chance to just take some time off. Oh, take some time off. You know who's not taking time off? 
Mc, were just talking Mc, about it. Macbeth himself is not taking time off playing a small event in Florida at what now is partly his course. It was released by Paul himself earlier this week that him and a friend, his friend being Dylan Cease, purchased or was approached by the tournament director of the Throw Down the Mountain to purchase that course. Paul and Dylan Cease accept the or go in together, buy this property, and now are in the midst of they're over the next year going to rebrand, renovate the property, and a course that was only open four weeks a year for Throw Down the Mountain is now going to be, after renovation and rebranding, open all year round. That's their plan. I don't know if you remember the Throw Down the Mountain course and watching it a few years ago before the Pro Tour came in and on the Disc Golf Guy and Jomez. But it's a very solid course, a, a fun course to watch, a very entertaining course. It's got shots that a lot of courses don't have, especially on the pro Elevation tour. type stuff. Yep, elevation. Uh, forest areas type stuff. Stuff like that, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Very And also tough footing. Even when you're in the fairway, tough footing. Yeah. Some of those, di- you have to go uphill, diagonal run-up type stuff, yeah. Right. Or even rocks. I believe there's rocks there, too. Yep. So. Then again, you could say there's probably rocks on every disc golf course that's ever. True. But not, not like what I'm talking about. Boulders, I guess. You could say boulders. boulders. It'll be interesting on what happens with this throw down the mountain course. Because Paul had his hand at another course that in it's either 2024 or 2025 is going to host PDGA Worlds. His course that he pretty much does, built. Built. Uh, new scratch. New London yes. that he sold to found one of the people from Foundation Disc Golf. You know, it's it's not his anymore. Now he's got his name on another course. So I can only imagine how many years it's going to be after they get this renovation done until this course is either one on the Pro Tour or one a PDGA major or think, two a PDGA major. I think this this course he just bought is closer to being ready right now than. If he were to make a brand new course from scratch. Oh, well, yeah, from scratch. But, I mean, New London. So we it, could be talking about a couple years or a year maybe. I think I think the course the way it sits now is just too scorable for today's players on the Pro Tour. I just Hey, man, we talked about this last time. Just add OB. <laughs> no, we, stop. No, just change the holes just a little bit because – the holes are super scorable, I think, in today's game. Sure, but that doesn't take too much changes. Right. But I think they're gonna I think they're gonna level the whole property and just rebuild it from scratch. They might keep one or two holes, some of the signature holes the same, but I think they're gonna completely redesign the the identity of what this course was. The the land is what's important. Right. It's the property because who had the bid in before these two guys were reached out to before Macbeth and Cease were reached out to by the tournament director was just a real estate tycoon who was going to have six six different properties on it. Yeah, which is not good for anybody. Yeah, so you, you can imagine how big that property is if someone was going to buy it and put six different freaking buildings on it. For sure. For sure. So I told you in the notes that you don't recognize the name Dylan Cease, do you? I know. And I told you you want it. 
But I told you I wasn't going to tell you because our discussion topic for the week. Yes. Tell everybody what our discussion topic is, Cody, because I still don't quite know how to okay. word it okay. after you told me. So the way I see it is this discussion topic is how can brands such as Nova Discraft uh, – uh, no, not even Nova Discraft. That's too big. I'm, I'm talking more like uh, Castapass, Lone Star, smaller, big – Biggish type. How can they grow their brand? How can they grow the brand of disc golf? See, you fucked me on that because that's not what you said. I kind of said that. That's not what you that's said. That's what I said. How I took it was how could disc disc golf brand slash manufacturers build for the future? That's pretty much the same thing. But you went a lot smaller. <laughs> but I, I mean, you can put it into those. Okay, all right. I can put it into how smaller brands can grow. It just. That's that's the topic for the week, man. Okay. How these brands can grow more for the for the future of the brand, for Not, the future and possibly the better of disc golf yes. in its entirety. Yes. So, I kind of alluded to this with Dylan Cease. I've said his name a lot, and people that don't know who Dylan Cease is, who haven't been following the story, who don't follow the MLB, don't know who Dylan Cease is. He's a starting pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. A you, you know this is the disc golf podcast, I right? do know this. He's a friend of Paul McBeth, who is now went in with Paul McBeth on a course. Dylan Cease plays disc golf. Turns out. I didn't fucking know that. I, I never heard of him until I did this research. Okay. So how could a disc golf brand or manufacturer build for the future? Engaging with other popular figures outside of disc golf. We have Dylan Cease. You know who? There was a video... Two, three years ago with Simon Lazat and all-time great Hall of Famer linebacker for the Patriots, Teddy Bruschi, playing disc golf. Yo, Teddy Bruschi is my boy. I'd have a Bruschi with Bruschi, okay? Okay, where are you going with this? You know who else plays disc golf and has put it on their YouTube channel? Yeah, Yes, I probably do know. Who the Machine! Say. I know who you're about to talk about. Yeah. The Machine! Burt Kreischer? Yes, even on his YouTube channel, had a video, 80 Days of Disc Golf. He's on Joe Rogan's podcast and YouTube channel talking about how he was introduced to disc golf, how Innova sent him a whole bunch of stuff, how yeah. Discraft sent him a whole bunch of stuff. That's huge. So with brands or even the DGPT or PDGA reaching out to other popular figures to get them in engaged just, with just, the sport. Just imagine if instead of Innova, it was, it was Lone Star or... Uh, a Casaplas that reached out to him, or even some of these other newer brands. So it's just like that. They could have boosted their boom instantly. Yeah. So that's my original answer to your topic: is find a celebrity, get them to endorse your products. Not really so much find a celebrity and endorse the products, but bring in a celebrity to that actually plays. reach. Not, they don't have to actually play because I'm gonna touch on something a little bit later. That has to do with celebrities in gaming. What is 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 Gwyneth Paltrow gonna sell, is, sell a candle that smells like fresh disc golf courses or some bullshit like that? I don't think there's only a Gwyneth, small handful of people that like that smell and it stinks. Gwyneth Paltrow is is the, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is Fucking the woman loud. is the woman from uh, Marvel the in Iron Man Gwyneth Paltrow. 
Pepper Potts? Yes. What? Why the fuck didn't you just say that? Because <laughs> she sold a candle that smelled like a vagina or something. And so I was making a joke about how you... Is want... that on Amazon or eBay or... Hey, man, what you do in your free time is up to you. But right. the joke is, is you want celebrities to endorse... Hopefully, we're talking about athletes and people that actually play. When, when At least that's what I'm hoping I'm... you're talking about. Do you think... Does the machine look like an athlete? Does Bert look the, like an athlete? Hey man, he's got he's got the Mickey Mantle <laughs> gene in him. All right. Well, I'm gonna look on Amazon for this vagina candle. What's your answer to your topic? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to complete 180 because we were just talking about vagina candles, and now I'm talking about the education system. So <laughs> it's kind of a complete 180 here. I'm thinking the what these brands need to do to actually grow. Is to start sponsoring PE physical education programs in schools. You already see a little bit of this already. We got a local thing here right now that he does that exact thing. It's more of an after school type program, but I also think there's PE teachers here in in our local neighborhood that start up, you know, disc golfing programs in their physical education. But I feel like brands need to go in. And sponsor this, donate more discs, put their name out there, get get the kids shirts, you know, everything like that. Just get these kids started off early, and that not only builds disc golf, but that could build your brand. So say if Lone Star comes in right now, sponsors a hundred schools in they're from Texas. Let's, they, let's say they sponsor a couple, let's say a thousand. Let's say a thousand schools. Because there's so many schools in Texas. Fucking oil mining. So let, let's say a thousand schools in Texas, they donate a certain amount of money, their discs, uh, t-shirts, you know, the whole nine yards. Now those kids are growing up throwing Lone Star. Now, as when they get older and older, they want to get the Lone Star. That That's what brand came to them first, you know. Loyalty, right? Stuff like that. That could also work for big brands, too. A Nova coming in and being like, how do we make our money in the future? We give them a Nova disc right off the back. Bam, that builds loyalty, that builds a brand recognition, everything. And it also builds the sport as a whole because that's the younger generation getting to disc golf that much faster. Yeah, that's a whole bunch more younger kids coming to kick my ass. That's why I think there should be an MA30. <laughs> age-protected divisions, come on. More age-protected divisions. So... I went more of the, the pop culture route and, and trying to reach newer fans and, and newer players that way. You went reaching for the youth, more or less is how we went No, about 100%. That. You're reaching for people that are more our age or a little younger in their college years, looking at these celebrities, machine. The machine. A, a professional baseball player. We know that Paul also had a buddy that was a fighter. Ben Askren. Ben Askren that... Played a lot. Got so, his shit kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. Petty Brewski's playing. I mean, the Brewsker. So that's big, too. So, yeah, I can see how that would connect to those people. I went with more of the youth, you know. But I think relatively, we just wanted to get the biggest population into disc golf. So to build on my topic of more going the, the pop culture route. A disc golf movie. No. I don't. I don't not yet, no. <laughs> so, we have... There's other professional sports that have 
You're waving your hand at me. What do you want? I, I just it just popped in my head. We we should sell this to Netflix. Send it. You know how like F1 has its uh, series that it does on Netflix where they fall around the the pros and they get all the time. And the same now with they have PDGA the or PGA. PGA. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, full swing or something like there that. There should be a PDGA Netflix show where they fall around pros. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's 50 50 on that one. You get the background noise, you get you get the inside scoop. You can actually find out who's cool and who's a dick. Oh well. We, we know who's cool and who's a dick. We've been around. Yeah. But you know, back on the, the pop culture thing, the PBA, Professional Bowling Association, they have their celebrity tournament, the Chris Paul Invitational, where celebrities and other Professional athletes from all sports team up with a professional bowler, bowl doubles, and bowl in a bracket-style tournament. PGA has that, too. The PGA has the Pro-Am, the, the pro celebrity Pro-Am. They also have the match. You know, we watched, was it last year, uh, Tom Brady, Rogers, uh, Mahomes, and, God dang, Josh Peyton Allen. Manning? Oh, oh, that one. That yeah, one, yeah. last year's. And then we had the Peyton Manning. And Tom Brady versus Mickelson and Tiger. Well, it wasn't versus. It was Tom Brady and, and Mickelson versus Peyton Manning and Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. That doubles matchup. We have the NBA All-Star Weekend, their celebrity same with, game. Same with the MLB All-Star Weekend with the celebrity well, game. With the softball game. Yeah. The celebrity softball yeah, game. You didn't have to say it was softball. <laughs> it's softball. So, honestly. Where's the celebrity football game? They don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> But Flag yeah, ball, dude. Sure. No, that sounds like a great idea. Because celebrities matching up what, what, with golf professional players. disc golf. Players. Because between you and me, the All Star kickoff for the DGPT PDGA it's boring. It, it, it's okay, but it it could be better. I think it's boring. It's it's just it's just it's not enough. And I think this would be a good way to get more people to look at. I'm like, oh, so and so is playing. Oh, what the hell is Disc Golf Network? Okay, let me tune into this on YouTube real quick. The fastest, Oh, shit, dude, look at that. That'd be cool if ESPN would air it. I don't think they would air it live, at least at first. It'd be, it'd be late. Yeah, but I think if something like that could be streamed live on YouTube, because let's be honest, everything is, is almost being streamed. It, it's not so much cable television anymore. It, it's all streaming of some sort. So I, I think that would be a good idea and direction for the DGPT and the PDGA to go forward with growing the sport is bringing in somebody from pop culture, even bringing in a a hand, let's say a handful of kids from Jonesboro elementary school in Tallahassee, Florida. I don't freaking know. Just to bring, just to bring (laughs) something, somebody in that's what we're not used to seeing. I mean, yes, at that level, we're used to seeing Simon Lazat throw 600 feet. We're yep. used to, to Eagle throwing so far. But sometimes people like us, we like to see people struggle. So we like to see amateurs on there. Yeah. So so that brings me into my point. I think once you start getting PE programs going, everything else, there's only a matter of time until you start actual matches versus school versus school, stuff like that. I mean, we're, we already have collegiate disc we have golf. Collegiate. Well, it's it's 
it's more of a club program, uh, club program right. right now. But not, the more, not really endorsed the more, by the NCAA. The more you get into schools, into younger schools, it's a disc golf is a relatively, relatively inexpensive sport. <laughs> relatively, I mean, you can get really expensive. We all know that. Turns but out, if you want to go minimum, you want you want like. Let's say I'm thinking two drivers, a uh, couple, one or two mid ranges. Well, I'm a thinking like ten discs, a satchel hey, bag, a towel, and, and a mini. Yes, boom. And that that could cost you probably like eighty to ninety bucks, depending on how well you spend your money. And, and if you buy used or new, exactly. And if you know the if you know the people or not, that's pretty cheap for most sports, right? So I'm thinking the more the younger you get this in, you get this in uh, grade school. Then in the PE program, work your way up into middle school. Then maybe maybe by middle school, high school, you start getting matches between schools. I, I I'm thinking that grows more and more. Um, I'm also thinking like so, with the matches up, matches up the matchups of school versus high school. You're putting in more disc golf courses, nine hole courses into schools that we're already seeing being used more. As well. Wait, you're saying that we're seeing more, we're gonna see more courses being built? Is that what you said? Uh, more school courses. I feel like we already have a ton of school courses here. We don't. I can, I, I think there's three I can look at off my head. Okay, go. Earnhardt. That's not a school, but okay. May South. Well, I guess Earnhardt is, yeah. Okay, May South. And I'm sure there's another one. I'm just not thinking of it. I mean, I mean, campus has a basket on their campus. Yeah. And I mean, Riggs is right there by and the Oak, Hayesville Middle School. And Oak is right next to North High. Just right down the street. So, so it's, it'd be easy to implement. It's like how uh, right now bowlers go to bowling alleys. To do their matches, and then high schoolers can do their matches at these middle school. I don't know how middle school works. I think that might be too young to just be like, here, you're let loose into a park. <laughs> <laughs> don't take any candy from anybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I can't remember. I'm, I'm getting to the age now where I don't really know how old middle schoolers are anymore. Like, what, 12? 12 and 12 to, like, 10? Are they safe in parks by themselves? <laughs> In our days, absolutely. <laughs> In today's age, you know, 50-50. I mean, look, bowling would not be a thing still if it didn't have high school level starting areas. Absolutely. I mean, bowling alleys, where we're at, it just seemed to slowly die off. And now they've kind of leveled back out. So if you start out and take over the youth, Takeover sounds a little extreme, but you go in, you start these youth programs, especially if it's a brand specific thing. I think brands can really dial into people's heads like, oh, of course I'm going with Anoa. That's what I've been throwing since I was five. Right. You know, we kind of talk about this. on. It's also on another podcast. Yes. It's also huge for scouting. Oh, like potential signings hey, later what if on. This kid, hey, man, this kid's been good ever since the PE program in, in fourth, fifth grade, let's keep watching him through high school or 
middle school, high school disc golf programming, and let's see how good he gets. And then, bam, you, you've watched this kid under your wing, you know, for like four or five years, and then you can easily just offer him a contract. <sighs> it's kind of what they do with baseball. <sighs> or or even basketball, for that matter, because, shoot, you know, I mean, how many well, cli- you know how many clips for ESPN I see now where it's like, look at this 13-year-old that's playing in whatever league. So much of that is those kids' parents are paying to put him there. And how many of those kids end up being fucking washed? Most of them. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not going to say any names, but there, there was a basketball player at our high school who ended up going to a lot of camps for a specific college. Yes, he was a great high school player. Went to this college and, com- and was completely washed because he found out what the big dogs were really playing in, in collegiate ball. Then came home to another local state college and still found out that he was completely washed. No, he was pretty good when he went to that local state college. And they made a good run. Okay. So? That's <laughs> he, all I'm saying. Did, did he compare and make it to the NBA? No. Did he un, Did he technically underperform for a hype? Possibly. Absolutely. But that's one case out of maybe thousands that happen around the United States. Right. It's quite frequent that a lot of players get so, fucking So, yeah, washed. sometimes you bust, and sometimes you hit a gold mine. And I, like, I th- imagine if uh, Anova had been like, – let's, so let's take it through. Anova makes his PE program, right? What if they found Gannon Burr when he was in middle school? The problem with disc golf and how I view disc golf, mm-hmm. and you kind of mentioned it, I think either our last podcast, it was the podcast that, it had been last podcast because it was the podcast that we talked about, uh, Kristen Tatar versus Paige Pierce. Disc golf, in my view, is what have you done for me lately? What have you done lately? That's why PDGA ratings are only a year out. Your rounds from a couple years ago don't count. It doesn't matter. You could have shot that round a couple years ago, and it's absolute dog shit. That doesn't reflect who you are as a player now. Or that round could have been extremely awesome, and now you've regressed. What the hell are you looking for? Just keep going. Okay. Just freaking me out over there. Just keep going. I dropped something I was looking for. You just keep talking. Oh, no. You just just keep talking with whatever you're doing. (laughs) And, uh... But yeah, I, I just, it's, what have you done for me lately? So if you look at a middle right. schooler, a high schooler, high school is, is a little different because we're seeing younger kids like Gannon Burr who are teens who just graduated high school exactly. now on the pro tour. But we're there's talking about ki- a middle kids, schooler. There's kids locally right now that are racing through the ranks in, in our local area. That are young, super young. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, we're getting old, so that's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't like that. It's a bad word. Old, old. and and the word "getting" like right in front of it, especially when referring to me. <laughs> well, get used to it. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, where were you going with your point? What are you doing for me now? That that's my point. Why? Why would a Brand such as 
for the potential to find the next Paul Macbeth? I, I don't think a brand would ever look at a middle school and be like, that kid's got talent. That kid's going to be the next Paul, the next Why? Gannon. Why? NBA, NBA's doing it. MLB's doing it. I just literally told you. So many of those kids pay to get to those camps, and then they were fucking washed. They're, they're, their parents are made yeah, the money. And some they of them are LeBron James. LeBron James was a high school athlete who just fucking freaked out. They had been watching him for years. Okay. So that they're looking for LeBron. You know, they're looking for a true diamond in the rough. Paul. Here's the thing. Disc golf companies don't have the money to spend like Nike has, like the NBA has. But they're getting there. No. Not even close. That, they, and they don't have to spend that much money. I just We just talked about how inexpensive disc golf is, especially for these bigger name brands that are literally making discs probably for like $5 a disc. And they can just wait. Yeah, you're giving me the thumbs down. Way down from that. And they can just give them to these schools. I don't know. I, I, and, then, and then all they need back from the schools is a progress report. And that can reflect on what they're looking for. That's it. They're going to get a progress there's report annual, from 100 there's schools? There's a starting test. Like, right? There's a starting test. You go through the, the whatever type. Uh, you can see it right now. Yuli just started a school. Yuli literally just started a new program where he's teaching people. Yeah, this he is. Not a school with... Several different classes and several different he's age groups. Jumping on the, he's jumping on the market before a big brand can do it. Good. I think it's better that he does it or an individual does it than a brand. I'm not saying. Especially you, for I, player development. I'm not saying you're wrong, but we are. the discussion point is how can brands build faster and better and to attack the youth is how you do that. I think that. Right there is right. But trying to find a talent in the youth, completely wrong. Hey, man, they could do the main quest, and a side quest is finding the next Paul. No, no. Stop. You never know. You're right. I never know until no, I do. you don't. And you don't. Until I do. All right. So we've got our discussion topic. Well, I've got my discussion topic. You've got your discussion topic. It seems pretty narrowed out. Yes. Let's have a little bit of fun. Did you ever find what you were looking for? I, I did not. You did not. Are you It is lost. Me? It's lost forever. Yes, but we it's okay because we have the technology. We have the technology. Yes. Okay. Flip a coin, and then we're going to decide... And then announce after we flip the coin what's going on. All right, what do you want? I want tails. Tails never fails. Hey Siri, flip a coin. I want you to show it to me too. It says heads. It says heads. Okay, so I'll I'll go second. You'll go second. Fuck. So we're gonna do a snake draft, five rounds. So we each get five picks, and you can draft them in any order you want. Yes. But we're we've decided two drivers, which are. Let's say nine speeds and above. Uh huh. A mid range. A mid range, which you're good. Six. Six, five, and four. Uh huh. Even though it's weird. Six, some sixes. Six, are, five, and four. Six, five, and four. And then a putter, three and below. Three and below. And then no four, no harps. Harps, can, harps have to go into mid ranges, yep. tactics, mid ranges, 
everything that's a four like that. And then, zone. Zone has to go up in mid-ranges. And then your fifth can be an item or a disc. A bag is included. You don't have to use a bag for your fifth. A bag's included. So you've got the second and third back-to-back. So I've got first. Okay. So What's I... What's the 101? What's your 101? What's my one of one? My one of one is going to be a mid-range. And I'm going to be specific. Oh, no. It's going to be a soft justice. One of one. Oh. Okay. Because of its versatility that I can flick it and throw it backhand. An interesting take on your one of one. I I was I was gonna go with more something more popular to go one of one. So I think I'll just steal it from you. I don't even throw it. But I think I'll steal the destroyer from you and take that as one of my drivers. Okay. And then I'll I'll take what I think is the second most popular disc for my mid and being the buzz. So you got destroyer and then buzz. Yeah. And you don't have to be specific like you just did. You take all justices, no. but obviously you want the soft. I want the soft justice. Yeah. So for my second pick, I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna go. Thunderbird. Oh, okay. That's I'm gonna go Thundy, and then, bad. and then I'm gonna go. I don't throw this disc either because but because of its versatility and its popularity. Don't do it. Trust me, you're not even okay, thinking. Okay, good. This. Thank goodness. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my other and go. I'm gonna go force for my other driver. So I got both my drivers out. So I got my force and thunder for the drivers. Okay. Interesting. So I still need. So you've got a, a, a putter and another driver, and a, and a wild card. I already went popular on both my picks. So I'll take I'll take some I'll take another popular disc. I, I'm I'm thinking it's a versatile disc. I'll take the Roadrunner. The roadie. So you got the roadie and destroyer wrapping out <clears throat> your drivers. You got your mid range. Now you got your putter and your wild card. Got it. Okay, so. I put her right now. Let it... I'll go with P2s. So I'll take go... P2s off the board. Uh, I know there's a more popular one out there, but I'll take I'll take P uh, P2s. I feel like are are pop are super popular, and I like to throw them, so I'd rather take them. So I've got my soft justice. I've got my thundy. I've got my force. I needed a little bit of help. I need. I needed a little bit of flippy in my life. I needed a little bit of leopard threes. A what? <laughs> for my wild card. Leopard threes for my wild oh, card. I'm I was like, what are four. you talking about? <laughs> I'm taking my wild card at four with a leopard three. And then my five has to be my putter. And I putt with P1s. But with the versatility and everything else that I have, I got to go sexy flies. I've got to go with the Firefly, a.k.a. also the P2. Yeah, it's just another P2. So to wrap out yours, you have your wild card left. You've got Flippy with a roadie. You've got your Destroyer. You've got a bus for a straight mid. you got your putting putter and a throwing putter at P2s. So I already know where you're going with this. Oh, yeah? There's only one pick you have left. 
I'm glad you know it. Oh, okay. I get, I'm going to go ahead and write it down. I, I don't think I'll pick the same thing you think. Okay. For a bird, just a wild card disc? You're, remember, it can even be an item, but I did write down a disc. I'm trying to think of what you think I'm thinking of. And I spelled that completely wrong. That's a fucking idiot. Uh, you, you might be thinking I need something stupid stable as, a, as an all-around disc. Is that what you're trying to think? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking I need something more, more versatile. Versatile. Yeah. Well, me too. That's what I got. That's what I got written down here. I don't know where you. I don't. I, I. I'm in awe of what you think. I don't even know what, what I'm picking. What are you gonna pick for your fifth? Let's go. TikTok, motherfucker. I think that I need. I need a skipper. To be honest, in my type of game, I need a skipper. Okay, so I'm out. I'll take a Firebird. All right. I add Harper Badger written down. Oh, you thought I needed another putter? It's not. It's a mid range. I think if I was going to go that route, I would have gone zone. Ew. I've, I've been loving me that drawbreaker zone. But I want a skip disc. I like to throw a skip shot. I think that's more versatile. I also can take that Firebird and put it on a forehand roller if I'm in a bad situation or a flick if I'm in a scramble situation. I would. I personally would throw a Felon instead of that for now. But... I think the fireboard is more liked by everyone. So, I've got Soft Justice, Thundee, Force, Leopard 3, Firefly. You've got Destroyer, Buzz, Roadrunner, P2, and a Firebird. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say something way more than just... <gasps> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, you guys, you guys heard the draft. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know, who do you think had the better draft? Your boy Nate with the soft justy Thunderbird Force Leopard Three Firefly or Cody. In my opinion, I look at your draft. I really like it. I think it's a good, very only because I stole popular. Well, I think you really stole with Firebird, but just the way I throw some of these things, I could throw a Force and a Thunderbird just as well as I can throw a Firebird. But Cody's draft: Destroyer, Buzz, Roadrunner, P two. Firebird, let us know who do you think had the better draft. What bag would you go with if you could only build a bag with five discs? Who would you rather have? My draft, Cody's draft. Let us know in the comments. Follow us on Facebook, Party Card Sports. Also on the Twitter at Party Card Sports. Is is the TikTok up yet? Or are we still working uh, on we're it? We're still working on still it. Still working I'm trying on to get some TikTok. video content. We're all, pretty boring. Well, I'm pretty boring. All all of our. Uh... Guys, we, we've been doing a lot of rated rounds and stuff, so we, we can't really do a, a lot of the fuck around. So well, Fuck around and find so out. So every time, every time it's like, oh, you made a 30-foot putt. Yay. Yay. It's not as exciting. I'm working on some video content, some some bloopers, all all this stuff. I'm, 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 I'm compiling media. Good old compilation. Other than that, you got anything to add for this week? Uh... Other than I'm about to whoop up on some people this weekend. Oh, I think this weekend at the Kansas Disc Sports Scholarship Drive. I know we've played some C tiers. I've played one, two round B tier. This is, I think, the official kickoff to our disc golf season. For sure. And a very fun 
event with a huge raffle. I always have the a raffle. I always have a great time at it, and it's for a great cause. If I play like shit, I hope I win something in the raffle. That's basically how I feel too. Your boy bought a lot of tickets. And remember that there, there's been years where the the wind is like thirty mile an hour gusts, and a positive score wins. Yeah. And, and we last the year was still a little the best moisture part. than an oyster. Yeah. This year looks pretty nice. But it's always fun. No matter what, it's always fun yeah. for a good cause. It is for a good cause. Support the scholarship. Support disc golf. With that being said, we'll see you next week. You guys keep the party going on out there. We'll keep the party on going on in here. Wow, that was really bad. I've been drinking. We'll see you next Add week. Add it to the blooper reel. <laughs>